Good day. I'm evangelist and pastor Derek E. Wilkes, president and founder of the Congregation of Churches. Welcome to today's broadcast. We're going to have an awesome time in the Word of God. If you're joining us via our website, congregationofchurches.org, or if you're watching via Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, or if you've dialed in via our COC partner group, welcome to you. Let us pray. Father, your Word conceived in my human spirit and formed by my tongue and spoken out of my mouth is creative ability that is working for us now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Again, welcome to you. Go with me to the book of Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to be looking at the thought, miracles and the hearing of faith. Miracles and the hearing of faith. And we're going to look at uh, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. And it reads as follows. He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and worketh miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And we're looking at miracles and the hearing of faith. Notice here the first word, he. So we see that we're talking about God. He, therefore, that ministers, a better word could be supply. He that ministers or supplies to you the spirit and worketh miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And this is a rhetorical question, but the answer is implied. And uh, the answer is the hearing of faith. In fact, everything that we do as citizens of the kingdom of God should be by faith. The word tells us in four different places that the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We see it in Habakkuk. Chapter 2 and verse 4. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. Uh, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 11. And Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Four different locations in scripture. The prescribed lifestyle for the righteous is a lifestyle of faith. And then in Hebrews chapter 11, we're told that it is impossible to please God without faith. So faith is the prescribed lifestyle for us as citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. So now we know that. So the answer is the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith will connect you to the supply of God's spirit, which will enable you to flow in the realm of miracles. Listen to this verse again, Galatians chapter three and verse five. He, he being God, Therefore, that supplies to you the spirit. Now, just to get some insight into what he is referring to when he says supply, go with me to Philippians chapter 1. We'll come back here to Galatians chapter 3. But go to Philippians chapter 
1, Philippians chapter 1, and let's look at verse 19. Philippians chapter 1, and let's look at verse 19. I want you to see this. This will connect to what you just read in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. For I know, this is the Apostle Paul speaking here, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit. So we see this phrase again, supply of the Spirit. Now, over in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5, we see the word minister. Uh, he that ministers the Spirit. But a better rendering should be or could be supply of the Spirit. He that supplies the Spirit. Here we see this phrase supply of the Spirit mentioned again. For I know that this, this situation that he was in, he was in prison. I know that this situation shall turn to my salvation. Now what is salvation? Salvation is uh, from a Greek root word, soteria. And it means healing, deliverance, preservation, soundness, and more. This situation shall turn to my salvation or my deliverance through your prayer. Now, we know it's not prayer alone because the way that we live is by faith. And so faith is influencing this prayer. Whatever prayer would be rendered, faith is influencing this prayer. Amen. It's faith-based praying. Amen. So it says here, uh, I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. This is a corporate prayer. Team praying. Influenced by faith, of course. Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit. There's a supply of the Spirit that's being released to the Apostle Paul as they release their faith in his behalf. Now, the Apostle Paul is already born again, so he has God's Spirit resident within him. So he's not referring to a supply of God's spirit to be present within him. He's already born again. He has God's spirit present within him as do yourself. He's talking about a supply of the anointing, a supply of the spirit that is being released toward him through their prayer, their faith-based praying. Glory to God. Amen. So now that gives us some insight into this phrase, supply of the spirit. Galatians chapter 3, let's go back there. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. We're looking at miracles and the hearing of faith. Look at Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5 again. He therefore that supplies to you the Spirit. There's a supply of the Spirit. And what flows with that, the working of miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law? And the answer is no. Or by the hearing of faith? The answer is yes. It's the hearing of faith that you and I are able to access and tap into the supply of the Spirit, which will enable us to flow in this realm of miracles. Glory to God. Now, what is the hearing of faith? What is the hearing of faith? Because if, if, I'm, if I'm going to tap into this supply of the Spirit so that I can access this realm of the power of God, this realm of miracles, I need to have some insight into what the hearing of faith is. What is the hearing of faith? What does it mean, the hearing of faith? Because I need to understand that if I'm going to tap into the supply of the Spirit and the working of miracles. I need to know what the hearing of faith is. Wouldn't you agree? Go with me to the book of Romans in chapter 10. 
Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And let's look at verse 17. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. That's how faith comes. Say it with me. Faith cometh by hearing. Now don't, don't, don't quote the whole thing. Don't read the whole thing. Just that part. Faith cometh by hearing. Now, and hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. So faith is coming. Uh, and now there's something we need to know about this word, word here in order to really grasp what the Lord would have you to see this evening. This word for word here is not the word logos. It's not the word logos or logos, however you would pronounce it. Logos represents the uh, prophetically inspired written word of God. It's the written word of God. This here would be considered the logos, the prophetically inspired written word of God. This is the written word of God and is considered logos. Logos is a Greek root word for word. Now, another word that we need to understand and appreciate is the word rhema. Rhema. Now, rhema is the prophetically inspired word spoken from God. It's the prophetically inspired word spoken from God. It's an anointed word spoken from God. It is the word that God quickens. It is a word that God quickens or causes to come alive to you at any given moment. There are times when you could be reading the word of God, the Bible, and you're looking at these black letters on uh, white paper. You're looking at these black letters. letters, And, it, and it, it's really not uh, alive to you. It's really not quickened to you. But as you meditate, now meditate is simply to ponder, to think about, to allow to revolve around in your mind, or to mutter out loud with your mouth. And as you meditate the written word of God, the word at times will come alive to you. That's called quickening. The word will be quickened to you so that you can see what God is saying. It'll be quickened to you by God's spirit. It is God's spirit who quickens the word to you and causes the word to come alive to you. And now it's not just something God said. It's something that God is saying. It's not just a word that was read, R-E-A-D. It's a word that is revealed. And so it's not just something you heard. It's something you're hearing. Faith cometh by hearing, not just having heard. So in order to be in hearing mode, you would have to practice the presence of God. If you're practicing God's presence, then you'll be current with what God is saying. If you're practicing God's presence, you're in his presence, you are present, then you'll be current with what he is saying because you are hearing what he is saying. There are some that uh, they may make a statement along these lines. I heard that before. I heard that before. But heard is not the same as hearing. Heard is past tense. Hearing your present. 
as you're practicing God's presence, if you're present, then you'll be current with what he is saying because you are hearing. It's a present tense, continuous hearing. Faith cometh out of hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. Now, your King James, it says the word of God. Look at it again. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it, the actual rendering is hearing by rhema Christos or rhema Christ. So then Christ represents the anointed one or you could say the anointed one and his anointing. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by rhema anointed. So there's this idea of a quickened word by the spirit of God to you. And it is, it, it is bringing to you something specific that God wants to say to you, some instructions. There's a word that God wants to speak to you. Now, when you receive this word and believe this word, choose to believe this word, and act on this word in a corresponding way, you will tap into the manifestation of God's power. You will tap into dunamis. You will tap into this miracle working power. Glory be to God. Rhema will connect you to the works of God. Rhema will connect you to the power of God. Rhema is carrying the faith of God. To the extent that you receive rhema, you receive this faith. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by rhema. So now how do I hear faith? Because we found in Galatians chapter 3, in verse 5, he that supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And the answer is the hearing of faith. Say it with me. The supply of the Spirit and the flow of miracles is directly connected, is directly linked to the hearing of faith. Now, how will I know, how can I hear faith when it comes? In order to hear faith when it comes, you must know what you're listening for and where you're listening from. I'll say that again. In order to hear faith when it comes, you must know what you're listening for and where you're listening from. You're not listening necessarily with these paddles, these uh, physical ears. You're listening with your spirit. You're listening with your heart. You're listening from your heart and you're listening for rhema. Glory to God. You're listening from your heart and you're listening for rhema. Glory to God. Amen. And now this rhema word, this word from God will connect you to the power of God. It will connect you to that realm of miracle signs and wonders. Now, let me say this. There are some definitions that I uh, desire to give you that will help you to stay connected with our thought uh, today. Would you like those words? All right. Let's look at some words and uh, they should show up on your screen momentarily. We're going to look at the word miracle. 
wonders, signs, supernatural. And then I want to introduce another word to you tonight that will absolutely excite you. Praise God. Look at your screen right now and uh, let's define a couple of these words. The first one that we'll look at is the word miracle. Now, miracle is derived from two Greek root words. Miracle is derived from two Greek root words, namely dunamis or dynamis and simeon, simeon. The word dynamis or dunamis renders power and refers to works of a supernatural origin. Dunamis renders, it's a Greek root word, and it renders power and refers to works of a supernatural origin. The word simeon refers to or renders signs, signs, and serves as God's mark or indicator. God's mark or indicator. For example, the word says that he, in Mark 16, verse 20, he confirms his uh, word. Mark 16, 15 through 20, you can read all of those verses there. Mark 16, 15 through 20 at your convenience. He confirms his word with signs following. So then the signs or the mark or this indicator follows his word, his word, the word he spoke, his word. Now, see, that's an important consideration, his word, what he said, all right, what he is saying. Then we have this uh, another definition for you. Miracle can also be defined as mighty manifestations of God's power, mighty manifestations of God's power, or it can be defined as power that makes possible power that makes possible. So those things that are seemingly impossible, when this power shows up on the scene, it will make it possible provided you're in faith. Glory to God. Because all things are possible to him that believes. And then you have the word wonders. <clears throat> wonders is derived from the Greek root word teras, T-E-R-A-S, teras, and refers to something that evokes astonishment or amazement astonishment or amazement in the beholder. This person is astonished or amazed because of what they saw. They are, they're in wonder. They're wondering. Signs and wonders. All right? And then there's an additional word, <clears throat> supernatural. We looked at miracles, signs, and wonders, right? Now, supernatural is derived from the Greek root word pneumatikos. Pneumatikos. And pneumatikos renders the word spiritual or supernatural, spiritual or supernatural. Now, supernatural can be an all-encompassing word for signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. So you can take the word signs, the word wonders, and the word miracles and place all three of those words inside of a basket and then place the label supernatural on that basket and you would not have done any harm to any of those words because the supernatural encompasses signs, wonders, and miracles. You understand? The supernatural is the realm that is above and beyond the norm. It is the realm that is above and beyond the natural or the norm. Now, another word that we want to look at is the word work. W-O-R-K, work. Now, work, 
<laughs> glory to God. You'll, you'll be empowered by this. Uh, for us, we refer to what God does on earth. The folks that are on earth, maybe not you, they refer to what God does as miracles. But you and not, and he rather, refers to them as work. He's just working. Men on earth say those are miracles. But on God's side, it's work. It's work. He's working. Glory to God. I'm confident that those definitions have helped you. And uh, we'll continue to look at these. But go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 for a second. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. I want you to see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Notice what it says here. Now concerning spiritual... Now, that, the, in the uh, Greek, that rendering is from the Greek word pneumatikos and is rendered spiritual or supernatural. So it could read this way. Now, concerning spiritual or concerning the supernatural gifts, brethren, the word gifts was italicized, so it was not in the original text either. I would not have you ignorant or don't ignore the gifts. Don't ignore, ignore the supernatural. Don't ignore spiritual. And so we know that it includes miracles, healings, because those things are included within this, uh, these, these gifts that are listed here between verses uh, 7 through 11. We see the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, concerning the spirits, gift of faith, gifts of healings, gift of the working of miracles. So they are listed here. So signs, wonders, and miracles are included in this package that we could simply label the supernatural. Praise God. Now, let's go a step further. Men on earth say, man, that's the supernatural. Man, signs, wonders, and miracles. They can be in awe. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a, something above and beyond the natural and the norm. But from God's perspective, from his side of the table... It's simply work. It's simply work. God is working. They are considered the works of God. The works of God. He's just working. He's just working. Praise God. Say this with me. He's just working. And this is the norm for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. You remember Jesus had communication with Nicodemus. And Nicodemus says, no man can do these Nicodemus refer to them as miracles. These miracles, these miracles that you do, except God be with them. And Jesus said, you know, Jesus didn't use the word miracles. Jesus responded in a way that reflected the fact that he knew where he was from. Um, and Jesus, as far as he was concerned, this is my normal habitat. This is how we flow in the kingdom. Miracles, signs, and wonders are a flow of the kingdom of God of which Jesus was from. Jesus made that statement in John 18, 36. He says, uh, my kingdom is not a, of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. While he was yet standing on the planet, while he was standing in the earth, he said, my kingdom is not of this world, as if he was in two places at the same time. And he was. Although he was on the earth, he was also flowing with the kingdom, walking in in the kingdom, had a kingdom mindset, a kingdom perspective. You and I are citizens of the kingdom of God. 
You and I were translated out of the kingdom of darkness. You and I were translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, yet we're still here on the planet. So you and I, although we're on the earth, we're in the kingdom. We're in two places simultaneously. You and I are on the earth, but we're seated in heavenly places. We're on the earth, but we're in the kingdom. You were recreated in Christ Jesus and you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear son. That's where you are right now while you're in the earth. But without a kingdom mindset, we will function as mere men and we might use the language that everybody else uses. And we understand the, the flow of this language. It's a way of describing what's going on when you're having conversation with people. You have to have a, a way of being able to describe it. And we say miracles, we say signs, we say wonders. But I want, what I want you to know, what the Lord would have you to know, is that it's a natural flow of the kingdom of God. For you and I, it's our natural habitat. This is where we live. We're not a fish out of water. We're not a bird out of the air. You and I are citizens of the kingdom of God, and this is our flow as it was Jesus' flow, as it is God's flow. It's just work. Now, let me show you this, uh, because now, here's the thing. When we are cooperating with God's rhema, which is how you receive faith, through the hearing of rhema, the hearing of faith comes through that rhema, the hearing of faith. He that supplies the spirit to you, and worketh miracles amongst you, how does he do it? Through the works of the law or through the hearing of faith? It's through the hearing of faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by rhema. Rhema is a word of faith. Hearing by rhema. So to the extent that you have rhema, you have the capacity to believe something. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema anointed. Glory to God. And when faith comes, now we can take that faith and use it to connect to this realm of the supernatural or the realm of God's mighty work. Now, I'm going to prove this out to you right this very minute because I know you want to see it. Go with me to, um, in fact, let me give you some uh, additional references for a moment here. Let me give you something here. Now, let's go to Genesis 2. I got to show you this. You got to see this. Genesis chapter 2. In fact, we'll stop in Genesis chapter 1. you got to see this. Genesis chapter 1. Let's go there, please. Pardon me. Genesis chapter 1. And let's, let's see if we can change our language a little bit. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 3. And, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Was that a miracle? Was that a sign and a wonder? Was that the supernatural? Certainly it was the supernatural. But God doesn't see it from his side of the table as a miracle. No, he sees it as work. Uh, look at verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Men on earth would have said, man, look at that. A miracle. Look at that. Look at verse 9. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. Men on earth would have said, that's a miracle. Verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. Men on earth would have said, man, that's a miracle. Uh, verse 14, and God said, let the lights be in the firmament of the heaven. Men on earth would have said, that's a miracle. A miracle. Look at verse 20, verse 20. 
And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and the fowl that may fly above. Men on earth would have said, that's a miracle. Verse 22. And God blessed them saying. Verse 25. Well, let's, let's go down to verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. Verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said, and God said, and God said. Verse 29, God said, behold, I've given you earth-bearing seed, and so forth. Look at verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning was the sixth day. Chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day he ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his Miracles. Nope, that's not what it says. From all of the signs and wonders, that's not what it says. From all of the supernatural, now certainly it is, but it says from all his work, which he had made. All of his work. All of his work. Look at it again. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and rested on the seventh day from all his work. He's working. To him, he's working. God is working. It's work for God. It's work. It's work. Say it's work. We call them miracles. He refers to them as work. Go with me to the book of Matthew 13 and 54, please. Matthew 13, 54. I want you to see something here. Matthew 13, 54. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 54. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is working. Matthew 13 and verse 54. And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in the synagogues insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Mighty works. Look at verse 58. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Unbelief. Say unbelief. Now unbelief is the opposite of belief. And so then, if you believe something and have corresponding action to that belief, that's faith. You can believe it in your heart, right? I can't see your belief. But once you act on what you believe in a corresponding way, that's called faith. Faith is action. All right? So now, faith will connect you to the miracle-working power of God. Faith will connect you to this realm of the miraculous. Faith will connect you to this supernatural. But notice the word that's used here. Not the word supernatural, not the word uh, miracle, not the word signs or wonders, but the word works. Works. Mighty works. Why is that? Well, let me give you some uh, additional definitions. Glory to God. This word for work or work, worketh. Well, we have works, we have worketh, uh, seen in several places here. But this word for works here, in, in verse 54 and in verse 58, comes from the word dynamis. Like dunamis, it's of the same root word family. Dunamis, dynamin, dynamis. This word for works is dynamis. In verse 54 and 50, uh, 58, and it's from the Greek root word dynamis, and the, the number associated with that is 1411, 1411. 1411 for verse 54, and 1411 for verse 58. 
And the additional scripture references that I'm going to give you are going to have the same Greek root word and corresponding number. And so in verse 54 and 58 is using the word dynamis, which is the same word that renders miracles, the power of God, the miracle working power of God. So this word work here. So instead of using the word miracle, what I'm saying to you is that you could use the word work. Glory to God. He that worketh miracles amongst you, he that supplies you the spirit and works miracles amongst you, does he do it through the works of the law? Which Now that word works there uh, is energy. It's not the energy of the flesh that you're going to tap into this supply of the spirit and the working of miracles. It's going to be through uh, faith, the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith will connect you to the supply of the spirit and the flow of miracles, or the flow of the work of God, the work of God, or, you know, nowadays we say the works of Jesus, but we're going to get to all of that. Now you see where we're going. Now you see where we're headed. Uh, and the Lord shared this with me just a couple of days ago. Uh, now I recall him sharing this some time ago, and I may have allowed it to slip, uh, that angle of insight. But as I was meditating on this most recently, uh, there was something that didn't sit quite well with my renewed mind and my uh, spirit. And that was referring to these as miracles. Me, me. I'm not talking about others that may not have come to that place of uh, uh, insight and perspective as of yet. And certainly I had to see it as well. And it's by the Spirit of God. It's not by my own uh, knowledge and knowledge base is by the Spirit of God. And, uh, and so, but this just didn't sit quite uh, uh, well in my spirit, just referring to them as miracles. At least from God's side of the table, it's not as much a miracle as it is normal flow. It's, it's life in the kingdom. It's life in the kingdom. It's just work. All right? And so here, and uh, let's look at another one. Let's go to math. Let's go to Mark six and verse two. Mark six and verse two. Mark chapter six and verse two. Mark chapter six and verse two. And when the Sabbath day was come, he Jesus began to teach in their synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, "From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty?" works. This is the Greek root word 1411, which renders dynamis and is referring to the power of God, the miracle working power of God. But here you don't see that word. You see the word works. Works are wrought by his hands. Look at verse five. Now, because they got over into unbelief, verse five, he could there do no mighty work except he lays hands upon a few sick folk and heal them. He could do there no mighty work, no mighty work. So we see this word work again. All right. Now I want you to go over to uh, I want you to go over to uh, John chapter 14, please. John chapter 14. I want you to see something here. Glory to God. John chapter 14. You'll love this. Go there. John chapter 14. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter 14. And let's take a look at. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter 14. Let's look at verse 10. John chapter 14 and verse 10. 
And notice what it says here. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words, now, would you like to know what this word for word is right here? It's the word rhema. Isn't that interesting? Rhema. Rhema. The rhemas that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Then where did you get your rhema from? But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He doeth the works. Now this word for works here has to do with occupation. He's, he's, he's working. He's just working. God is working. He's doing what he do. This is what he do. Glory to God. And it has to do with him doing what he do. And of course, the works of Jesus. When you see the works of Jesus, this is God at work. When you see uh, the works of God, we're seeing him uh, flow in this, what we refer to oftentimes as this miracle working power. God is just doing what he do. You know, no matter what it is, whether we're talking about blind eyes, deaf ears, men being raised from the dead, no matter what it is, he's working. He's just working. He's just working. Glory to God. And notice what Jesus says here. He says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words, the rhemas that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Now, notice, notice something here. The Father does the works. Now, notice the W-O-R-K-S follows the W-O-R-D-S. Say that with me. W-O-R-K-S, in this particular verse, follows the W-O-R-D-S. Without the W-O-R-D-S, you don't have the W-O-R-K-S. The W-O-R-K-S are directly linked to Jesus hearing the W-O-R-D-S and acting on the W-O-R-D-S. But we're not talking about the Logos because this is a big book. Which word do we need for the specific situation that you and I are dealing with right now? There's a tailored-made word that God has for you, and when it comes, that quickened word is releasing faith to you. Faith cometh out of hearing, and hearing by rhema anointed. Praise God. Say it with me. Faith cometh out of hearing, and hearing by rhema anointed. Rhema Christ. Rhema anointed. That quickened word. Glory to God. It's coming to you right now. There's a word that God is speaking to you tonight. There's a word that God is speaking to you today, wherever you are. Glory to God. Independent of what time it is or when you see this, uh, this video, uh, on demand even, there's a word that God is releasing to you. Praise God. And you're going to hear it. Praise God. If you have an ear to hear. If you have an ear to hear, you will hear it. Faith will come. And as you act on that word in a corresponding way, glory to God, you're going to tap into the works of God. Oops. The miracle working power of God. The supernatural. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, but that's not all. There's more. Uh, look at verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. The works that I do, shall he do also. Now, how is that possible? Now, if Jesus was operating in his Godhead powers, Certainly, that wouldn't be possible for you and I because you and I are not God. But Jesus was not operating in his Godhead powers. He was operating as a man anointed of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And if you and I are going to do these works, 
the same works that he did, then we're going to have to do it in the same way that he did it. We're going to have to follow his pattern for walking out the Father's will. And that was, he only said what he heard his Father say. So whatever the Father would have said to him would have been a quickened word. He only said what he heard his Father say. And he only did what he saw his Father do. Now, how could he have seen his father do anything? Did he physically see his father do something? He saw his father do things from the inside. He saw it from the inside. That's how you and I do. There are things that you and I will see from within, and then we act on those things. We see it. We have a peace about it. It bears witness with our spirit. We see it on the inside. We see it. You know, I was, I was thinking, that I was praying the other day, a few days ago, I was in prayer, and I was meditating the scriptures, and I saw this on the inside. Have you ever heard anyone say that to you? And uh, have you ever said it yourself? You saw something. There was an image, there was a vision, there was something you saw. Glory to God. And then when you acted on it, it turned out the same way that you saw it on the inside. What is that considered? That's considered manifestation. Manifest means to show forth, to reveal, to make apparent. To show forth, to reveal, to make apparent. And so the thing that you saw was what, and that you believed and that you acted on in a few days, a few hours, a few minutes, a few weeks, it was manifested. What was that? That was a manifestation of the work of God, the power of God. That's God manifesting himself because you acted on his word that you saw on the inside, that you heard, glory to God, because your heart is right, you're yielded to him, you're acting on his word. The word tells us that without holiness, no man shall see God. When it talks about seeing God, Notice what it didn't say. It doesn't say without holiness, no man shall see heaven. It says without holiness, no man shall see God. So the seeing of God has to do with things like what, what I just described to you. You can see God on the inside. You can see what he's doing on the inside. You can act on it in a corresponding way and see the manifestation of it in this physical sense realm. And I'll show you that in a moment. Glory to God. In scripture, right in this very chapter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me the works that I do shall he do also. Right? You're going to do the works of Jesus. And Jesus was doing the works of God. When he was healing the sick as he walked the earth, blind eyes, deaf ears, palsy, uh, anything and everything that he did was considered the works of God. He said it was a miracle. Men here, you know, on earth refer to them as miracles, signs, and wonders. Certainly it is supernatural. It is above and beyond the norm. But on God's side of the table, it's work. It's work. The works of God. Jesus did the works of God. You and I do the works of Jesus. Glory to God. Which are the works of God. Hallelujah. And faith enables us to do that. Well, pastor, you're saying faith, but you're talking about hearing what he says and doing what you see. How does that connect to faith? Because, you, I mean, you're not going to have faith if you're not hearing from him. Faith comes out of hearing and hearing by rhema anointed. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to hear from him. Glory to God. 
and he is speaking to you by his spirit. Glory to God. You can't separate the hearing of faith from being led of God's spirit. Amen. They flow together. Glory to God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by rhema anointed. It's the spirit of God. God's spirit that is speaking those rhema words to you and to me. Glory to God. Now, and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my father. Or greater than these shall you do because I go unto my father. You know, uh, I want to share this with you until the Lord shows me something otherwise. Uh, I've been looking at this for years, verse 12, the greater works. What is the greater works? Well, you know, uh, with what Jesus had to deal with, blind eyes, deaf ears, you know, palsy, leprosy, dead men, glory to God. Certainly, that's some, that's some significant uh, works of Jesus and works of God. But when we think about greater works, I would not have you think along the lines. I don't want you to think along the lines of, you know, all right, Jesus didn't have to deal with AIDS then and COVID-19 and those are the greater. Well, Jesus is in you. Jesus is in me. Christ in us right now. Glory to God. And so it's, he's still doing it. Right. So it's not like it's greater uh, from the standpoint of, you know, you have a, a disease or a sickness that is different than what Jesus had to deal with in that day. But how about something that Jesus couldn't do in his day? Is there anything that Jesus couldn't do as he walked the earth? Now, don't answer that too quickly. What is there that Jesus could not do while he worked the, walked the earth? I'm going to give you five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. What is your answer? What's the response? Now, the response now, don't, don't try to go saying you knew that already once I share this with you, but, but it's going to bear witness with your spirit because you have the ancient of days resident on the inside of you and you know all things. You have the answer. You already know it. Holy Spirit is resident on the inside of you and you know it. And it's going to bear witness with your spirit once I share this with you. Jesus couldn't get anybody born again. He couldn't get anybody born again because he had not yet made provision for that. He couldn't get anybody born again, but you and I can. So once Jesus died once Jesus went to the cross died physically but then he also had to die spiritually that was necessary right not just physical death but spiritual death then he was separated from his body he went into hell glory to God defeated Satan but no one can be born again as long as he's in hell he needed to be raised from the dead he needed to ascend into heaven he needed to send back his well he needed to place that holy blood into the heavenly holy of holies he needed to send back holy spirit now men can be born again Glory to God. You and I can do something that Jesus could not do at that time, which is get men born again. A greater work is getting people born again. Glory to God. This is what the Lord showed me years ago. And uh, glory to God. And I'm confident that it has empowered you as well. Works of Jesus. Let's look at verse uh, 21. He that hath my commandment. What is the commandment? Love one another as he has loved us. John 13, 34, love one another as he has loved us. Now, in times of old, they love one another as they love themselves. So the, 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 the barometer or the pattern with which they loved others was based on how much they loved themselves. If they didn't love themselves that much, then, of course, you know, uh, the other person uh, was subject to that. You know, if I don't love myself that much, then, you know, how much can I really love you? 
But Jesus changed the order of things. He says, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. Now it's possible because we have the love of God resident on the inside of us with which to love other people with. Glory to God. And, uh, but there's more. Uh, so we love God and he loves us, no doubt. Uh, but there's, a, there's another level of loving him in that you keep his word, keep his commandments. Notice what he says here. He that hath my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loveth me. All right? And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. Now, God loves you even when you, you, you don't follow instructions. He still loves you. He loves so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. So what, did he, what does he mean uh, that he's going to love you? God loves you even when you're not following all of his uh, directions. He still loves you. So what is, being, what, is, what is it that we should understand about this verse here? There's another level of love. There's a, there's a, there's a measure of love that is manifested. There's a manifestation of the power of God, of the love of God that you are not going to tap into because we're obeying him. And I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. So the person that's yielding to God's word, acting on God's word in a corresponding way, they're going to tap into manifestations. Manifestations. They're going to tap into manifestations of the power of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, there's something else I want to show you. Go to John chapter 3 and verse 34. We'll look for a parking spot. John chapter 3 and verse 34. John chapter 3 and verse 34. Notice what it says here in John chapter 3 and verse 34. John chapter 3 and verse 34. For he whom God hath sent speaks the rhemas of God. That's exactly what it says there. For God giveth not the spirit by measure. Hmm. That's a supply of the spirit. That's a supply of the spirit. There's a supply of the spirit that flows with our cooperation with the word of God. And so we saw supply of the spirit in Philippians 1.19. We saw supply of the spirit in Galatians 3.5. And here there's, a, there's a, uh, the idea of a supply of the spirit that's directly linked to speaking the words of Jesus. Or speaking the words of the Father. He whom God hath sent, he's going to say exactly what I said say. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto that guy. That guy. That yields exactly to what I said to say or do. And Jesus throughout the scriptures, you see him over and over again. In John chapter 5, take a peek over here for a moment here. John 5, look at verse 19. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. What he sees the Father do. Isn't that awesome? For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. So Jesus only did what he saw his Father do, for the Father loves the Son and shows him all things himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Works. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Then in John 8, I go to John 8, you see it again? John chapter 8. I just want you to see a pattern here. Look at verse uh, uh, 28. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, you shall know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as the Father taught me, I speak these things. He that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that make for faith or that please him. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. You go to John chapter 12. It's all over the Bible. Jesus only did what he saw and heard of his father. John chapter 12. Now, what will that get you? When you hear from the father, what will happen? Faith will come. And when you act on those, whatever he would have said to you, praise God, you're going to flow into that realm of possibilities, the power of God. Glory to God. John chapter 12. And let's look at uh, uh, 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which had sent me gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father has said unto me, so I speak. So he only said what he heard his Father say. Only did what he saw his Father do. Jesus was able to op go to Galatians chapter 3, and we'll park there. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. Jesus only said and did what he heard of his father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is the verse that we began with. This is the verse that we'll close with. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians, Ephesians. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5. He therefore that supplies to you the spirit and works miracles amongst you, does he do it by the works of the law? No, but by the hearing or by the hearing of faith? And the answer is the hearing of faith. That's how we tap into the supply of the Spirit, which enables us to flow in this realm of miracles, the realm of the supernatural, the realm of the works of God. Glory be to God. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we bless our partners right now and those that are connecting with us for the first time. We thank you for the blessing coming upon them and that they will enter into this flow of the miraculous as they hear your words and act on your words in a corresponding way, releasing faith and tapping into the supply of your spirit. We thank you that that's happening with each and every person that is connected with us right now, every person that's listening, even if it's beyond the time of this live service. We thank you, Father, that they're tapping into the power of God. Supernatural things are happening in their lives right now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Well, glory to God. I'm Evangelist and Pastor Derek E. Wilkes. On behalf of Congregation of Churches and COC Partners, saying to you, prosper. Good day. I'm Evangelist and Pastor Derek E. Wilkes, President and Founder of the Congregation of Churches. Welcome to our website and thank you for joining us for worship today. I'd like to invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you didn't do that today with us, I'd like for you to pray with me right now. Say these words. Dear God, your word says that if I would confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, I would be saved. I do that now. I confess that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I am born again. I'm a child of God. Praise God. Thank you for doing that. I'd like to give you a copy of one of our publications entitled Faith to be Born Again. It's yours at no cost. Just let us know you want it and we'll send it to you at our expense. Also, consider partnering with us by tapping onto the link above that says COC Partners. Praise God. Until we come together again, I'm Evangelist and Pastor Derek E. Wilkes here at Congregation of Churches saying to you, prosper.